today on The Breakdown. Everyone's trying to figure out how to beat these GTO bots. They're getting better all the time. They're getting better at chess. They're getting better at everything, man. One of these days, these bots are going to be pouring our coffee and pumping our gas and driving our cars and building our IKEA furniture. It's just going to, it's never going to stop, is it? Well, there's one man out there who's trying to put an end to this, and his name is Connor Beresford. And the reason why I say that is because he is in the chip lead, actually, at the Monte Carlo EPT main event in 2019. And there's 19 players left, and he's up against the true bot of them all, Christoph Vogelsang, the true great GTO bot. They're going to play a hand where Vogelsang is just doing the things that he does, which are trying to be perfectly balanced, and Beresford's got to figure it out. We're going to get into it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Hey. Is it really true that Vogelsang is the ultimate GTO player? Or you just heard that anecdote one time about two years ago, and now it's like sticking? I think Nick Shulman was talking about it when he was heads up against uh, Jake uh, Schindler, and I've, it's just always stuck. It just seems like we've seen Vogelsang make a couple plays that are very exploitative they feel exploitative it doesn't yeah. mean they actually are though you know i wonder what the solver would do that's the question if yeah. the solver would do it then he's going to do it some of the time too you know yeah i, I mean? guess that's true so the solver does things that are really surprising and um because we don't understand poker as well as the solver does so he's trying to be i think he's basically trying to play solver perfect poker most of the time all right i think so anyway People, according to Nick Shulman, a few years ago, people thought he was the best in the world at doing that. He was the closest to doing that. So that's all I got, man. And that's that's that was my that was my open. That was the cold open this time. Was it sounded a little bit tinfoil hatty that open. Oh, I know. I well, really a little paranoid. I decided yeah. to really dive into it. They're taking our jobs. The government is listening to all of your thoughts. Yeah, I mean um, they're trying to. They of course they are. They're stealing everything. I was just uh, I googled smartwatches the other day, a particular smartwatch and a fossil smartwatch for reviews on Google. And then I opened up Facebook today and there were fossil smartwatch ads on my Facebook. Yeah. That is not a coincidence. Of course not. It's not cool, man. It makes me hate everyone. You you, especially. That seems unfair. Well, you're enabling the problem, aren't you? What are you doing to stop it? Podcasting. What are you podcasting about though? Podcasting the revolution, bro. You just can't hear it. Play it backwards at one half speed. (laughs) It takes a really long time, and it's very complicated to be able to play it backwards, yeah. but it's worth it when you hear what, what Grant has to say. What's amazing about this is that we're doing it right now, yeah. even though we're talking about it forward. If you go backwards, it's a secret revolutionary it's, message. It's a manifesto. <laughs> which is incredible. Yeah. Honestly, it took years and years for me to perfect this algorithm. It's amazing. I hope I don't mess up the next couple words. But that wasn't a mess up. That was on purpose. That right? was... On purpose. But even if you said that was a mistake, that might be you having to say that to get the backward thing going correctly, right? I also so then to, it would still be on purpose. I also have to interrupt you at the exact right times, <laughs> get the exact correct reaction from you with everything yeah. that I say. <laughs> so far, it's going great. <laughs> I didn't even think about how you have to uh, induce the perfect uh, yeah. uh, speech back from me and sounds, the guttural noises and everything perfect to be able to yep. get the backward half speed manifesto so, correct. Okay, we're done now. So I think uh, if I did that right, Unit 4 should be enacting their regulations pretty soon. Okay. And that will be the beginning of kind of a snowball downhill, and the revolution will begin. (laughs) Why downhill? Well, the snowball picks up momentum downhill. I don't mean it in a negative way. Well, it sounded pretty negative. Is this part of it too, though? 
did you induce that from me? I don't know. I don't know anymore. I don't know either. <laughs> I'm so embroiled in it. I'm no longer in control. <laughs> I'm essentially an algorithm at this point. So, nice. I mean, if you break it down, we're all essentially algorithms. Am I right, man? Dude, I love Just that. a series of numbers. Uh, binary. Uh, <laughs> one, zero, one, 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 zero, one. <laughs> Dude, it's a simulation. Just everyone admit it's a simulation. All right. Feeble brain can't handle the truth. This is what we do in the simulation. We talk about poker. Yeah, so far we were really talking about poker. I talked about GTO bots for you a did. second and a half, and we talked about Christoph Vogel saying, "I think we've we've hit the uh, I think we've the critical amount of poker. We've reached the minimum requirement." <laughs> You're welcome, audience. Yeah, let's talk about hot dogs. I mean, I went camping recently. I had a lot of hot dogs. Kinda, did you? Kind of over them for a second. Oh, I just had a corn dog today, and it was delish. <laughs> yeah. I watched you eat it. But better than that is a, a hot pretzel. Not a warm pretzel. It's got to be hot. So you're just thinking about carnival food now. You just got to thinking uh, about carnival yeah. food. Well, a corn dog is food on a stick. Yeah. And when you're getting food on a stick, you're getting hot pretzels. Neck with the hold next to the food on a stick. I mean... You, you put mustard on both. Do you not? You didn't put any mustard on your corn dog. But do you... you put, I didn't say I put mustard on both. I said you put mustard on both. I would put both. mustard on both. So shut the hell up and agree. Oh, my God. Are you still inducing? I just realized you might you still know, be inducing. You know exactly... You eating the corn dog was part of the whole plan. <laughs> you were recording. I didn't even know. No, I wasn't recording. It was just it was just key to this conversation. Oh, it sets up yeah. this part of the cut, which you need to have yeah. unit four complete. Wow. Yeah. It just the, the tendrils go so deep. It's more than you even can imagine. Yeah. All right, poker. All right. So Bill Wendling suggested this hand. All right. Big hope, Bill. He's in the poker guys podcast. Yeah. League. Hope you're still uh hope you're still a fan after that opening. Of course he is. Yeah. Well, Bill did it on Twitter, and he included a YouTube link, and he timestamped it. So good job, Bill. We are the Poker Guys on Twitter. You can figure that out unless you're a big, dumb idiot. All right. So we have 19 remaining. Why, why are you shaking? Why, why you got to call him that? I said, well, no, it was, it was like... you're a big, dumb idiot. It was conditional. Right. If you can't figure out how to tweet at us, you're a big, dumb idiot. <laughs> People- but if you can... You might not be. <laughs> <laughs> there are lots of things that are simple that the first time people try, they may fail at. And that doesn't make them dumb. Do you think it's hard Why? to type the poker guy's Twitter into Google? <laughs> Do you think that's difficult? I, if you don't know much about Google, it might be. If you don't know much about Google, you're not a podcast adopter who like listens to podcasts. Uh, what if your son set it up for you and it's just on subscription and, you just, and it just pops up for you every time? You just open the thing and it's right there. Well, that guy's not going to suggest anyway. He's not even... But he, he doesn't even have a shot. To. He would if and you by didn't the way, it, he, he, And by him. the way, he is a fucking idiot. <laughs> you're shaming him. <laughs> he's not an idiot. He just is, he's just unfamiliar with the technology. He's, he's living off the land, pretty much. You know, he's off the grid. For I the mean, most part, is, except for his smartphone. There is some appeal to subsistence living. Exactly. He walks, Especially you know, with all the government interventions. <laughs> the GTO bots are everywhere. Yeah, they're trying to, <laughs> trying to check raise me in a perfectly balanced fashion, and I don't like it. It's all right. rough. Okay. So anyway, thanks, Bill Wendling. <laughs> We're going to get to the hand now, I promise. Okay. All right. 19 remain in the 2019 Monte Carlo EPT main event, 5,000 euro buy-in. It's the 30K big blind right now. And we are at a six-handed table where the table chip leader is Connor Beresford. I don't think I don't think he's the entire tournament chip leader. Okay, um, he's got just over fifty bigs with one point six million in his stack. And he has Queen Jack of Hearts. He's going to open it to sixty five k under the gun. Seems pretty normal and fine, right? Sure. Yeah. Christoph Vogel saying immediately has kind of an interesting decision with stack size and everything. He's got eight hundred twenty five k and two fours in the hijack. Yeah. So what do you think? 
what is the optimal route here? Got uh, under 30 bigs, but you've got like 28. I think we could fold. Yeah, we could We're fold. S- How many people are at this table? We're six-handed. Six-handed. Good three-bet. Makes me want to three-bet when we're six-handed. His under-the-gun range is a lot wider. Should we just jam? I mean, that's what I think uh, Bobo Sang is going to do. The kids he... do that yeah. so much now. I mean, it's okay to jam. I guess so, the things I'd be thinking about are who else is left in this tournament and who else is at my table, right? So Timothy Adams is in the big blind. Okay. So that's the only other notable player I'm aware of. Okay. So if I'm Christoph Vogel saying, I may be looking around and think, like, I'm just the best player at this table, like, pretty clearly. Now, yeah. he may not think that. He may, I mean, he may, it may be Timothy Adams is better than him, but if I'm Christoph Vogel saying, I probably believe I'm at least Timothy Adams is equal or right. We're, we're at least close, and I may, I may think I'm way better. Yeah. But, if, but forgetting about Timothy Adams, I probably assume I'm way better than everybody else, right? Right. Like Connor Beresford, who is the table chip leader, has a million um, in his hand and earnings, period, and he plays a lot of stuff. I'm not saying he's bad by any means, but he's pretty clearly he's based on results, not anywhere close He's not playing close in the to, super high roller bowl yeah, like he's not, he's, not a, he's not like what Vogel's saying is. Yeah. So that would really lead me to want to not jam this hand. Um, right. Well, against the under-the-gun range of a, the guy who can most afford to call. Um, I think I would just probably throw it away, honestly, if it was me. Is, I mean, is I calling we're, a terrible idea? I mean, we're not calling necessarily just to set mine. Right. right. We can't. Right. We can't do that. If it's we're calling just, to not... We are in position. By calling, we invite Timothy Adams in from the big blind, which ain't great. No. For this hand specifically. But that gives now we're us better to, set mining op, uh, like set well, mining. It, it better because now like hit, not not improving is almost impossible to win, right? I mean, much, much harder to win a showdown if we don't improve when we invite I mean, the if big it checks in. to us on a pretty innocuous flop, we're going to take a stab, stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But like Timothy Adams is going to have a lot. You know, when we invite more hands in, it's just easier for them to call. True. Um, you're right. We're not. We're still not only set mining, but we're definitely inviting more of the world in. But um, I mean, it's a good structure. It's not. It's like 65k out of a 25. It's not a disaster to call and fold the flop sometimes. And like, let, let's take a moment and explore the small three bet instead of the jam three bet. Like making it 160 or something. How much? How much did Connor make it? 65. Yeah, because it's 1530, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like one. And we have how much as 825. Can you go a little bigger than 160? 190. Yeah. 190. I mean, Something like that. I don't hate that. And we're jamming to a fold. The problem is when we're called folding to a jam. Yeah. Folding to a jam. We're jamming, jamming to, a, to fold. a fold sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> it does. Um, we're folding to a jam, and uh, and if the problem is when he calls, it sucks. But I guess we're in position. We're Vogel saying, and we can like we're like yeah. Any any board in, in any hand in any range, I know how to. I know what I'm doing. It's not like it's going to be hard for me. Well, that's the reason you can call as well. That's true. And I then guess you, if you, may, think you then can you maintain like a much deeper SPR and yeah. you can play a little more post flop poker instead of just getting jammed on in the flop a lot. Maybe you just feel like you can play pretty much perfectly against him. Not perfectly like you're going to make every decision as if you could see his hand, but like you're going to play solver perfect against him, and so it's okay. And maybe that gives you more, and you're in position, so it gives you a little bit more license to call. Yeah, I mean two fours. I feel like all the options are okay, but none of them are good. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't like. I don't really want to do any of them. I hate all four options. Yeah, I think it could be <laughs> as simple as, like, I am the best player left in this tournament, and this hand is too good to fold, but I need to take a lower variance route because I still have a valuable chip stack here. Right. It is going to suck, though, when he C-bets on a board that is not scary, and I call once, and then... He bets again, yeah. Or, or he checks, and, and he doesn't... And then I bet the turn he folds or whatever. Like, I still just... That sounds lose. like a good result. Sorry, I bet the turn he calls. How about that? Is that going to suck? 
because he's going to do that of a lot, Of course, that's going to... In poker, well, we're things, half our stack. things suck all the time in poker. Right, but this is a hand that doesn't improve very often, is the yeah. thing. So, like, every time we call on the flop, and if he isn't folding the turn, however he chooses not to fold the turn, we're just putting a lot of chips in so often, you know what I mean? Or we're, or we're giving up a lot of chips, and, it just, and we're often behind, and it sucks. Or we're going to get bluffed sometimes. There's just so many bad outcomes. It just sucks I, if, I like... Think, I think folding is really okay here, man. Yeah. I mean, it's also possible that this guy, as the chip leader at the table, is opening pretty frequently, yes. but is also going to have a lot of four-butt jams over our stack size at this stage, and we don't want to be three-bet folding two fours against, like, ace-ten and shit. Right, right. It can't be the end of the world to make any of the options, right? Like, jamming yeah. can't be that bad when we're six-handed, and so the end of the gun range, she's really jamming against the low jack. It can't be that bad. And it can't be that bad to call either. Right. And it can't yeah. be that bad to fold, and it can't be that bad, bad to three bet to a normal size and play poker from right. there. Like, figure you go from there as Christoph Vogel saying in position. So they're all okay. I don't know. I mean, it's fi- he's, maybe he's doing all of these things. Right. With this hand. Just, maybe he's literally doing all four yeah. options because he's because he's the super GTO bot and he has right. he has each thing conditionally based on either the suit of his hand or the time or whatever, like yeah, the, or the smell in the air level, whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, Phil Ivy just scratches nuts again. How so many it's time, to, it's time to just call how many squats Antonio has done. Yeah. You know, before SP in the jar. Yeah. All right. So here's something interesting about Timothy Adams. That I want to discuss just briefly because vocal saying calls Adams has almost as much as bears Ford. So almost oh. uh, like around 50 blinds and he folds ACE deuce off in the big blind for 35 K more. That feels a little weird, doesn't it? It's really strange. Yeah. I understand that you don't want to be dominated. This feels like a 2010 fold, you know? But it's unbelievably cheap. Yeah. There's 130... There's, two, there's 205K in the pot. Yeah. Two, with 205. Yeah. So 35. 35 to 1, 205. It's have, okay. Like, you're going to play carefully post-op. Maybe, maybe Beresford is like... Uh, it's almost hard to come up with a with a justification for it. If Beresford is a guy who's going to barrel, then you're like, okay, if I flop top pair, I'll just hold on, and I'm not gonna. He's not gonna. We're not gonna be all in by the river. It's it feels okay. It feels kind of like poker time when one of our more recreational players makes a play, and we're like trying to justify. We're like, yeah. maybe the reader got it wrong. You yeah. know, like yeah, it does feel like that. This is this is super weird when guys are calling in this spot. It feels like with like king seven off, and yeah, shit like that. How can you fold ace deuce? It's very strange. You can make straights. You can make the nut flush. You have. Sometimes you flop big draws. Top pair is often good. Blah, blah, blah. We're also only six-handed. It isn't like you're up against the super tight under the gun range even. Even so, that would be a call. Yeah. It's a shitty call, but it's a call. This feels like super straightforward. It's very By the strange. way, he could, he could also squeeze with this hand if he doesn't want to call with it. He could. How about squeezing? It's, it's odd. I mean, we have to qualify that Timothy Adams is a, an elite player. So, yes, so of course like, he So is. he's making this decision based on some reason, and we just don't know what it would be. Right. But he decides to fold ace-deuce off in the big blind, which is weird. That is really, really weird. What's not weird, and is actually weird if you don't do, so it's all the way all around the world to the other side, Yeah, is, uh, is using the link in the description to sign up for Nitrogen Sports, which, of course, has a poker room where we have our monthly tournament. And when you use that link, that is the only way you get access to the tournament. You bastards. Yeah, you freaking bastards. Buy our and things. La- and lady bastards. You say buy our things? Yeah. <laughs> you actually don't have to pay for anything. For well, but you, we have shirts for sale. Somewhere. Oh, yeah. We do have sweet poker guys merch, as yeah. I like to 
So, yeah, we have not promoted that well. Nope, not at all. And that's not what this is about anyway. This is about Nitrogen Sports, where we have our monthly tournament. Of course, it is a guarantee of 1,000 buy-ins. We have only ever gotten as many as 80 or so buy-ins. That means there's a huge overlay every month. It's been like over a year that there's been this huge overlay, and some of Nitrogen still is doing it. So, you know, strike while the iron is hot. Who knows when they wake up and decide to stop doing this. It's a pretty good deal. It's the last Sunday of every month that we do that tournament. Of course, Nitrogen also has other good stuff, such as sports betting. The NFL is going strong right now. Bet your favorite teams. Bet your least favorite teams. Do whatever you want. NBA. (laughs) NBA is back. You know, it's come back. It's pretty fun. It's October 14th right now. I know. Right now, the uh, the Lakers have yet to win a game, and I know that's crazy. Right. And uh, it's weird that LeBron is already out for the season, and Anthony Davis got into that fight with an injured Boogie Cousins, but he did. (laughs) Yeah, we're recording this. Far before October fourteenth, so it's, uh, yeah. it's not even September yet as we're recording. This. Yeah, but if I'm right about that stuff, make me king right now. Make me king of the world. I clearly deserve it. It's an average. This, this, I approve this message. <laughs> the king approves the king message. <laughs> anyway, get on nitrogen. Get you some poker. They, yeah. of course, are Bitcoin only site, so their withdrawals are super fast, like ninety minutes, which is sweet. When you binky binky, you want a tinky. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I know what you're saying. When you that was thinky, you want a tinky. That's the new poker guy's slogan. That was definitely part of the coded message, by the <laughs> way. So, you know, play it backwards, half speed. You'll hear, you'll hear good stuff. <laughs> the revolution begins tomorrow. Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. <laughs> <laughs> Nitrogen Sports. Viva la revolution. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're kind of they're part of like the currency revolution, the Bitcoin. They are you know? I mean, some people would argue that that's yeah. a big deal. A lot of people, in fact, would argue that that is a big deal and is going to result in some major, uh, major global stuff down the line. economic shift. Yeah, and and not just in terms of like who's got the money, but also the way money will be held and stored and all that stuff. I don't mean to turn this into a whole Bitcoin thing, so I'm not going to. But um, but we'll we'll make a real difference in freedom, freedom, my friend. I have approved this message. Jonathan Levy for king. <laughs> Jonathan Levy. Bitcoin for everyone. For king. I don't think kings have elections. You don't need to have a have like a thing. You can well, just... as king, I'm demanding that there's an election for king and that I win. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> that, you must vote for me. That's or a, off with your head. I mean, that's effectively what a lot of the the least the least covering it up dictators right, do. They're like, oh, uh, yeah, there's an election. I won 98% of the vote. That's totally different. How? There's a threat. There's an, there's, an, there's an implicit threat, and that's why people vote for them, right? No, it's because they fake it's the rigged. numbers. It's rigged. I'm not going to rig anything. I don't have the ability to rig But you it. have to vote for you, right? If you don't, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so you're basically just a dictator. You better I? do it. <laughs> do what I say. <laughs> it would be nice if people just did what you said. Oh, God. This is the reason to have kids, right? So they do what you say. <laughs> I mean, not all kids do that. No, but you're like, what? They're like, what? And you're like, cause. You're like, but why? And you're like, cause I fucking told you. you <laughs> wow. Know? That's, like, why, that's why you have kids. Sounds like a great father. All right. <laughs> Back to the hand. Anyway. <laughs> so Timothy Adams somehow folds ace twos off. And we were right. left heads up with Connor Beresford with over 50 bigs and Queen Jack of Hearts having opened and Christoph Fogelsang having called out of the hijack with two fours, four of diamonds, four of spades. He's got 825K for okay. like 27 bigs. Okay. Um, and the flop is Queen of Diamonds, Jack of Diamonds, Nine of Diamonds, 205K in there. Yeah. Beresford is flop top two. Volgasang, of course, flopped not well, under pair with the four high flush draw. What do you want to do as young Connor Beresford? I want to bet. 
Okay, how much do you want to bet, and why? How much is in the... 205. I only said it like six or seven times. I wasn't listening any of the times. Fucking not a king. King! (laughs) Kings don't have to listen. Kings should listen. But they don't have to. How are you going to get information about other kingdoms? Who needs that? I'm a king. (laughs) They can get information about me. You're not going to have a long (laughs) reign. You're in big trouble. I don't care. I just want to reign for a while. Very short reign is fine. Like just a drizzle. You know, mostly the reign ends in death, right? It's not, you don't just like step down. Everyone dies. I don't care. It sucks for them. That ends in death. Their death. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna live forever. I just want to always be king. Anyway, so there's 205,000 in the pot, which, as you know, you said many times. I've said it a lot of times. Okay, this is a very wet board. Um, we should size up a bit on this board. Um, and never fold, of course, right? There's no folding. Like there's players you can fold against on this board. There's not very many. There's not many, but there's not, pl- no one in this tournament with 19 left. Can you probably fold not? Against? But there are players in the world who, if you bet 150k and they jam. The remaining 775k on you, like, always have a flush. Okay, but how many players really are there these days who you're definitely folding to? There? That there's not many. There's very few. Yeah. Like, the most predictable of the old man. Yeah. Right? That's about it. Right. So, like, fine. Um, I think we should bet because it's a super wet board and there's a lot, there's like so many cards we don't want to see. And it seems crazy to give Vogel saying a free card where we can get bluffed off this hand easily. Let's start charging him right now. It's an isometric, All right. blah, blah, blah. And like you said, never fold. So how much are we betting? I think we should bet 130000 And what hands are we expecting to get action from? That Vogel saying flat preflop. Um, okay, top pair for sure. So which top King, pairs? Queen. Okay. Um, Ace-Jack, King-Jack. You uh, don't think Ace-Jack's going to three-bet a lot more? Then fours. I don't know. I think it's it's Vogel saying he's going to call sometimes with it. I think he's going to three well, bet sometimes, but he's probably going to call sometimes. So it's a good good hand to call with in position. I suppose it's okay. It's also not a hand you really want to go with. You have a blocker though. It's better for right. three betting. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I would think. I would think it's. I'm not saying he's never three betting ace jack, but I don't think he's always three betting ace jack. Um. Jack ten. Um. These are hands that he might... Sorry, we're talking about hands that he can call with, right? Yes. Okay. Um, or raise. Or we're, raise, we're never folding. We're yeah. just going to jam on him if he raises, right? Sure. Queen 10, Jack 10. Do you agree with that? That if he raises, we're just jamming on him? Yeah. Okay. Happily. Yeah. Hoping he doesn't insta-snap. Or when he does, we're still ahead, which he is has, Hopefully he has like ace-10 with the ace of diamonds. Yeah. I mean, he can absolutely insta-snap. He can have, yeah, yeah um, ace-jack with the ace of diamonds, too. Although yeah. he probably wouldn't raise that, now that I think about it. Anyway, we're going to... So we... Yeah, I think we should bet. I think we should bet about two-thirds of the pot. Maybe even a little more, maybe 70% of the pot. So maybe it's more like, I said 135, 140 sounds good. Even 145. Um, with the plan of never folding, absolutely. On the flop. That's fair. Thanks. But I am concerned that there's not actually that many hands he played as a call preflop that can give us action that we're beating on this flop. There's mm-hmm. not like that many. Mm-hmm. Right? There are... But there's... Really? I mean, there's a lot of one-pair hands out there, are there not? If he's flatting ace-jack off and suited, like, a lot, that helps. Like but 9-10 suited? 9-10 like suited, sure. That's it. Jack-10 suited, queen-10 suited. 8-9 suited? 8-9 suited? They're going to call once. Well, for 130, they might fold. They have a gut shot also. It's not a good gut shot. It's, it's a, a terrible, terrible gut Like, shot. I think 8-9 suited is folding. I don't know. I don't know if it's folding or not. What about just other pocket pairs? What about like eight, seven, sixes, five? He's folding with his SPR for 130. Yeah, I guess he is. Um, 
If he has, if he's two eights with two red eights, yeah, holding, maybe two eights with the eight of diamonds, maybe you not. Can call but, once, yeah, but then be like, this is getting ugly. Yeah, but yeah, you're like, sometimes I'm ahead, sometimes I get there. Sometimes so I'm drawing almost I'm, dead. I, I immediately go to the same thing as you of wanting to bet, but I also think there might be some value in checking because there's going to be a lot of vocal things range that can't continue on this board when we bet that has very little equity against us. We could also look to check raise. You know, check Absolutely. raise is not a terrible play yeah. here because. That way we get some chips in sometimes, and uh, but then we still get to deny equity to all the scare, the millions of scare cards that are going to come. Because either either deny, deny equity to the hands that actually would beat us, but all, sorry, we deny equity, but we also we don't have to deal with all the scare cards that are going to come. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of bad cards that are going to terrify us on the turn, and we, depending on how things go, we may end up folding the best hand. Right. Which would suck. Yeah. But the check raise makes it much harder for us to do that. Yep. I mean, we could, but it's much, much harder. Also, we define the hand a whole lot more, and we, sometimes we get Vogel Sings chips in there. So I think a check raises doesn't suck either. It doesn't. But I think I'd mostly be checking to check raise at these stack depths um, if I was checking. So I'd be trying to make an aggressive action either way. What do you think? Berenson disagrees with you. I think Berensford. I... Ford. Berensford, right? Berensford. Beresford, yes. Beresford. Beresford, yes. The, Berens, the Beresford Bears. Yeah, that guy. Uh, I mostly agree with you. Yeah. Beresford doesn't because he checks. Okay. Vogel saying about 60 into 205, and Beresford just calls. Wow. So he must have some sort of belief, whether it's true or not, that Vogel saying is really bluffy at this stage of the tournament and has like a lot of no equity hands. Right, because otherwise he would check raise to get yeah. some more money in now. Yeah, if he thought value. if he thought Vogel saying was weighted towards either like legitimate draws or hands that could continue to a, versus a check raise with his stack depth, he would check, check raise, right? Especially when it's this small of a bet. Also, there's a lot of hands Beresford can have that he would check raise here that aren't strong value but are strong drawing hands. Yeah, like anything with the king of diamonds or ace of diamonds in there, or even yeah. That's right. Those are the main ones. I guess yeah. like a 10 alone, probably not. But a yeah. diamond with a 10, maybe. Or a pair, right. a pair with a 10, maybe. Something like that. Those are a little more questionable with three diamonds. So Beresford just believes that Vogel saying has got a lot of bluffs here. You must. Okay. I mean, does that mean we're just calling no matter what the turn card is, though? I mean, if a diamond comes and Vogel saying... Vogel saying's ahead. I know, but I'm saying. So... I know. It's, what's it, our plan? If I a don't, 10 comes and he bets, if a, if a king or, a, or an 8 comes and he bets, what's our plan? I mean, I don't know what the plan is. So This is the problem with this. This is, this is my question. I'm not saying he's wrong to do it, but I'm saying this is really makes it hard. What do you think about Vogel saying betting, by the way? That's a great question. I think it's fine to bet once here. Yeah. Like, you're going to fold out some hands that you're usually ahead. You can fold out, like, ace, king of spades and hands like that. Hands that have reasonable equity against yeah. you, for sure, but sort of hate this spot and just don't want to deal with it. You might even sometimes fold out slightly better hands. Pocket like, pairs? Yeah, like slightly better pocket pairs that don't have a diamond in them. Yeah, maybe. It is small bet, though. It is a very small bet. But, like, if he has two, two black sevens, I mean... It's just a t- bad spot. I yeah. Mean, you're just losing so much. You block diamonds a little bit. That's nice. Yeah. I think it's okay to bet once, but I don't think we should be like planning on going completely bananas here, I don't think. Depending on turn and river, but I would, would I, that wouldn't how be my plan. Would, how would you be ranging Beresford once you see him check call this small bet? Mm. I would think he's got a lot of ace jack, uh, or, or a lot of jacks, a lot of queens. I wouldn't put him on very many draws. I don't think he has that many jacks, honestly, because Why? the majority of his jacks, if they're not ace jack, have a straight draw with them. If they're not two pair, yeah, but with with all, it being all diamonds, if he doesn't have, if he's got like the king jack of spades, 
Okay. I could see him just being like, I'm just going to check call. Yeah. And get myself Jack 10, though, he's probably betting you would expect, probably, right? Probably. Probably. But it's not the end of the world to check call that. Right. But I Yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah. So he's, he's got but, jacks. He's got like 9, 10 suited. Yeah, maybe I mean, in his honestly, range. even top pair, he might be checking here sometimes. Although, I don't think I would be. No. I would be like... Try, I mean, he's, be, got, he's got queen jack, so we know he's probably right. t- checking top pair a lot. Right. I mean, it feels like... Why aren't we doing some equity denial here? Maybe he thinks because he has top... Maybe he's not checking top pair, but he is checking top two because this way it makes it more likely that Vogelsang has bluffs because we block more of the value hands by having top two. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. But the problem is a lot of the bluffs improve to very strong hands. Yeah. And we're letting him get to the turn insanely cheaply with the initiative. I don't know. Yeah. Not in love with this. I think as... As Vogel saying, I would range Beresford as having hands like, like uh, Jack is the most likely hand. Maybe, maybe hands like Ace Ten with no diamond. But you feel I like you want Beresford to be more likely yeah. to bet those. Maybe maybe over pairs a little bit or queens one th- pair hands. I th- yeah. yeah, I think over pair. I think one pair hands. That's why any Jack, any Queen, any over pair all seem at least possible. Yeah, and the over pairs are generally over pairs without a diamond in them. Right, generally because you think he's got two aces with the ace of diamonds. I guess he could check once in a while, but I could really understand why he'd bet that. That also feels like a really comfortable hand to check raise. Yes. So. Agreed. And like two two red kings, you could check raise or you could check call. Yeah, I feel like very reasonable. But once you get called for sixty k, I don't know the bet is so small though. He can have lots of other stuff too, can't he? Like what? Like, I don't know what he's doing with two black eights when we only bet 60,000. I was saying he folds, but does he for 60,000? He might call two black eights, but probably not two black sevens. Because with two black eights, he at least has a straight draw. The shitty straight draw, yeah. Um, Yeah. So we fold out a little. So there's, like when he calls, he doesn't have very many draws. He mostly has made hands, and they're almost always beating us, as Vogel's saying, right? Once yeah. he calls 60K specifically. Because yeah. if he had a draw, you figured this is a good time to raise. Yeah, it usually, you'd feel like the Ace of Diamonds is going to show up in some aggressive form. Maybe we just shouldn't be betting this, as Vogel's saying. And I understand Vogel's saying it's going to bet at some percentage of the time, no matter what, to be balanced and all that stuff, so fair enough. But just sort of thinking about it from a more like a non-perfect bot GTO point of view for a second, like, oh, we're living in the real world kind of a thing against this human being. Um, maybe this is just a bet that doesn't have a lot of value. Maybe. Like we deny a little bit of equity to ace-king. What else are we denying equity to even? Like yeah. everything else is a pair or a big draw, right? Like everything. Yeah. Okay, we can We're fold denying, out. We can fold out five sixes and maybe sevens. You can deny equity to six seven suited. That's not diamonds. Yeah, you okay. Know, hands like that. Aren't those hands going to just bet sometimes on this? Like with It's just a like pretty a, scary board. Like Vogelsang hits it a lot, especially if you don't block any of it. Yeah. Okay, but there's not there's not that many six seven suits of the world, right? Either. Yeah, but yeah, six five six seven. Okay, that decide not to bluff because they've got nothing going on. Yeah, which is possible. They may just be giving up sometimes. Anyway, it goes check call. Okay, but it's only sixty thousand. It's only two blinds. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. I don't want to overstate it. I'm surprised Beresford doesn't raise. Me too. It feels like cool. We did it. We got some extra money in there. What a deal. I wonder if he actually has anything. Pot's three hundred twenty five k now. Okay. Turn is the seven of hearts, so doesn't change anything except if somebody had nine seven or jack seven, which neither of these guys are going to have jack seven or uh, two sevens. These guys can have two sevens. Obviously, yeah. Vogelsang can. Yeah, Beresford can maybe. Be- Beresford's possible. Yeah, because yeah, it was so cheap. Beresford checks again. 
Yeah. Well, now I would expect him to check again when he check calls the flop. Yeah. It would seem strange to suddenly leave. So do you want to give up his vocal saying? That's what it sounded like on the flop. I do. Because you think Beresford has too many hands that he can't fold because he would take a more aggressive action with a draw? Yes. And if he still has that draw and we bet, he can just check raise us now, which is bad. Yeah. Um, I don't know that he's just going to... Are we trying to basically just talk like 9-10 of clubs into folding? Is that the plan? Yeah, I mean, I think that and ace-jack. Like, king-jack, if he has king-jack, if we bet a significant portion of the pot here, it's not a good spot for any jack. It's not, but at the same point, we'd assume Vogel's saying he's going to keep firing away with all his draws. Like, this is such a wet board that you... You got to fold something, though. You do, but those are the hands you probably hold on with, and you fold, like, the, the crappier pairs, I would think. He might be folding those on the flop, we thought. No, 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 not, not the nines. He's not folding a nine on the flop. He's not oh, but he doesn't have very many nines. He had nine ten suited only. Yeah. Probably. Maybe ace nine. Ace nine and nine ten, right? Maybe, yeah. Um, that's probably it. That's true. Um, but he's got like uh, jack ten, pocket tens, ten nine. Uh, those are all hands that he called with on the flop for sure. I'd right? rather continue with those hands than ace jack or king jack. Fire Beresford. Um, well, king jack still has a straight draw. Yeah, but it's not as good. I know, but it still has a straight draw. But it's not as good as a straight draw. I mean, that draw. matters. It does. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Are we really? Are we going to successfully fold? I understand you'd rather call it those hands. Would you actually fold these other hands? Would you fold them? I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's a tough spot. If I had 8-9 and I check-called the flop, because we said we would do that, and yeah. you pocket eights, I can understand folding those on the turn for sure. Yeah. It's hard for me to really... I mean, I guess it depends on how this gets sized if uh, Vogel's saying bets again. But it's hard for me to really think we should be folding that many jacks on the turn. So we're not folding any of our range except for the The nines. very, very crappy stuff. Yeah. That seems like not enough. Yeah. Well, we're supposed to hold on with like... Well, let's see how much he bets. And especially if we're Beresford and we know that we have queen jack in our range, that changes the distribution. That's a good point. It means we have much stronger hands in our range. Yeah. Might even have some nut flushes and stuff like that. Maybe. Uh, anyway, Vogel saying bets 175 into 325. Okay. So it goes over half pot. So we're supposed to call with a lot of our continuing range. Sure. so little, right? Certainly, Just from a mathematical point of view. Certainly queen jack would be in that. Oh, my God. No, yeah. I was thinking about some of the other hands. Like, I think, I think king jack is still But I think Vogel saying is targeting a jack. And let's remember, this is 19 left in a major event, and yeah. these are the times when people really overfold. No question about it. And, it's, and the thing is, of course, that there's the threat of the shove on the river, right? Yeah. Or the big bet on the river. And it's like, I can still afford this one, but then the next one is really going to eat into me. And do I, do I want to put myself in that spot? Right. Now, of course, with top two, the answer is yes. Um, or we're check raising or whatever, but we're not going to fold top two. But with all these other hands, it, that is, that is the, the implicit threat. And if, if you have a guy who's going to overfold at all, then that, that's more reasonable. And I'm not sure folding a jack here is an overfold. By the way, yeah, like I'm not sure if I agree with that. I mm-hmm. think that might be you a, mean ace jack when you say a jack, ace jack or king jack, yeah, even not not jack ten, not jack ten, right? Yeah, okay. um, fair enough. I don't know either. I don't know if it is or not. Um, yeah. I think a queen is an overfold. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. It goes back to sort of what you were saying of how many other hands do we have that are really strong here? Could be a lot. Yeah, we're probably supposed to continue with something like eighty. Two or eighty-three percent of our range is from a mathematical point of view, and that's a, from a pure cash game perspective. Okay, but we're up against the GTO bot who is trying to do stuff purely mathematically, right? Yeah. So, like, that's the guy you want to get this number right against. If there's anyone in the world, this is the guy in a tournament you want to get it more more right against. 
right? It isn't, it isn't Tom Dwan. Yeah. He's going to be very unbalanced. This guy's trying super hard to be balanced. Yeah. And so he's aware of the price he's giving us. He's aware of what he's trying to fold out and how, how often he's going to fold that out based on the price. He's thinking about all that kind of stuff. By the way, that's not what minimum defense frequency would say. That's the more pure Ed Miller way of doing it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So people would argue with you. Minimum defense frequency is higher, though, not lower. No, it's lower. No, it's higher. I think that's wrong. It isn't. Okay. Cool. Fine. I mean, we could sit here and try and figure out all the yeah. math right now, but it's going to take a while and be annoying. All right. So let's not. It's, let's def- it's definitely lower, but it's fine. Really? Yeah. Really? I'm still looking at you like you're crazy. <laughs> okay, that's fine. You can look at me like you're crazy. Okay, so you, you know what? Me. No, you know what? You're right. You're right. Minimum, defe- minimum defense frequency on a pot bet is 60%, right? And minimum defense frequency for GTO, um, like smooth edge stuff, is 70%. Yeah. Okay, so you're right. Okay. But even so, we're not getting a pot bet. We're getting half a pot bet, right? It's a tournament, though. It's di- it is different. Like, there's, there's other implications that make it different as well, as including the way people play. I mean, maybe for Beresford, but yeah. not necessarily for Vogelsang, the guy who's making the bet. I so mean, Vogelsang plays different in a tournament than he plays in the cash game. Does he? For sure. Based or, on what? Like, how could he be successful if he, if he wasn't playing differently, like in taking into account things like ICM and things like that? He okay. Okay. Sure, but there's 19 left. ICM isn't an issue right now. Is it's there? not not a big issue now. So what what factors right now with 19 left? Do you ICM think is always a factor because your chips become more valuable the fewer you have in a tournament. Whereas that's not the case in cash, mm-hmm. and that's a factor right now. And you're looking at me like I'm an asshole. So I'm stop not. That. No, no, I'm not. I'm just looking at you questioningly. Okay. Um, but what does that have to do with when he bets this much? How should, how we should respond? He's only betting six blinds, right? Yes, but I think when when Vogel saying starts the hand relatively short. He's going to take a more conservative approach, even though he's trying to play mathematically perfectly in balance. He's going to change that balance in these scenarios versus a cash game. I don't think you can apply MDF or anything like it directly to this position because of the stage of the tournament we're in and the value of the chips as they get lower. Okay. I don't think you're entirely wrong, but I disagree with you to some degree where you're real. I feel like you're talking about it. You're pretending Vogel saying is like other people, and I don't think he's as much like other people as you're saying. So I, and I, 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 that, that's all. I understand what you're saying, but yeah. I also think that Vogel's saying is not an idiot yeah. and therefore must change based on the value of chips as they diminish in a tournament. See, but I think it wouldn't make him an idiot to, to be like, all right, I'm going to bet this much because people overfold in tournaments. And that's like, if I'm thinking about what's his folding range, I'm going to bet an amount to fold out this much of his range and all that kind of stuff, yeah. right? So that can just be mathematically based and GTO based. But you have to... Fa- yeah, whatever. Fuck it. Let's, let's move on. This, no, is let's, not, let's, this is honestly not important at this point. Like, let's just talk about if we think, okay. in general, a guy like Connor Beresford, who is, yeah. like, I don't know, a reasonably good player, yeah. is going to be calling with hands like Ace Jack. <laughs> okay, you're right. That's where we, that's yeah. where, that's where we ultimately land. Um, I mean, I think it's really close. I don't think it's an easy spot either way. I think we're right, we're right there. I think when the, they bet... If we think... This goes back to the conversation we we're just having, but I think if we think Vogel saying it's going to be a little more careful and tight, we're going to call less with that hand. If we think he's going to barrel a little bit more, we're going to call more with that hand. If we think he's perfectly balanced, I don't know what to do, and I think he's probably really close to perfectly balanced, so I'm not exactly sure what to do, and I lean towards a call. All right. Your turn. I, we already talked about it enough. I don't, I don't have a turn so you're, you're folding these hands? Yeah, I think, I think Bears Ford and me and most players are going to fold a jack here. But not Jack 10. You mean just not the, Jack 10. The non straight draw, the yeah. non open ender. Yeah. I guess just not Jack. Yeah. 
Because that's really the only I think so. we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Vogelsang's plan is probably to try to fold out a queen on and an overpair on the river as well. You know, I think that's part of his plan. Um, well, I we'll see. I mean, it seems like we don't know. I mean, we don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's just trying to charge. I don't know what he's trying to charge. Yeah, though. there's nothing to charge. It's hard to believe that you're charging a draw. Anyway, Beresford obviously can't fold. Right. He is top two. Should he shove now? Seems like a pretty good SPR to shove. Yeah. I really like shoving now. Because like, Vogelsang has a lot of draws that we can put in a real bind here, you know? And we've really extracted a lot of chips out of him now. Like, more than you and I would have successfully extracted. He's now extracted another six blinds on the turn. Yeah. Like... This is amazing. We got eight extra blinds out of this guy if he doesn't have anything. And by the way, if we shove, we might get called and win. Yes. You know, that could happen. Like, like Vogelsang could have ace-jack with the ace of diamonds and ha- decide to have played it this way and never fold that hand. or Jack-10 with the ten of diamonds. Yeah. I don't know. He could decide King-queen with the king of diamonds. Hands like All that. sorts of stuff yeah. where he's just like, I'm not betting to fold this one. This is a value. This right. Is part of the value. Um Maybe yeah. even maybe even finds a call with king queen no diamond exactly. because like we can have draws if we decide to check raise the turn. I think we really can. Yeah. When, when Vogel's saying bet's so small on the flop, like we can decide to wait for the turn to check raise some of our draws. That's yeah. okay. Some of our monster draws. So it seems like uh, seems like a shove would be a really nice play here. Yeah, I agree. But and cool, we're just gonna take it down. By the way, we are gonna deny equity. He has eleven outs against us. Yeah. It's fine to take it down right now. Yep. And it's one of the better case scenarios that he has 11 outs against us. Like, usually he's going to have probably more. Yeah, I would think so. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not more, but sim- a similar amount. It's least. possible Vogel saying doesn't do this multi street bluff without a diamond in his hand. So he probably already always has at mm-hmm. least those outs. You know? Right. And then if he has a diamond in a pair, now he's got 11 at, at least. least. At least 11. Yeah. That's right. Sometimes more. Yeah. Ace Jack with the Ace of Diamonds. He's got more. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Beresford just calls, though. Okay, this is like, I don't know, man. Seems crazy. Pot is 675K. What is, our, what is our plan on all the scary cards? I guess hope it goes check, check. Yeah, that's, that's a nice hope to yeah. have. We don't have to worry about that. It's the deuce of clubs, the oh. brickiest brick. Oh, it's so good. It's like I just dove into a really nice, cool patch of water. All right, so should we bet now as Beresford to ensure that Vogel saying puts in chips with a queen? Like, that would be the only real reason to do that. Because, well, the thing is, yeah, Vogelsang is doing, there's only a few things that are happening now, right? Either Vogelsang has a reasonable hand he's been protecting against and is 100% checking back. Right. Because all the draws miss. Like, if Vogelsang has Queen 10 suited, there's 0% chance he's betting the river. 100%. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's not doing anything except checking. Yeah. A hand as good as, I think, King Queen, he's probably checking. Yeah, I agree. If he somehow has Ace Queen, which I guess he probably has a little bit of. He's probably checking that, too. Yeah, he might bet, but he might not. He might, but he's probably checking it. So it's incredibly hard to get value from, from all the made hands that are worse than ours. If we check. Right. I guess he could have... Nope, really hard to come up with anything. Right. So if we think Vogelsang has a lot of made hands here, which I don't think, actually. Okay. I think betting is a better play. If we think Vogelsang has bluffs that he is going to continue at least some of the time, then checking is probably the better play. We could bet small to induce... Um, and get a little value out of the made hands all at the same time. I mean, it looks kind of weird and strong if we do go check all, check all, bet small. That's a kind of a weird, it's true. super strong looking No, line. it's true. It, it is. You're completely right. Like, why would we do that? Yeah. If, we, if we had a big a big ace of diimonds, nothing else, ace 10 with the ace of diamonds, we decided to play it super weird. Why and would we, we bet, bet like 150k? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah this You're right. It doesn't, doesn't make any sense. sense. That doesn't make any sense. This is a bad idea. Yeah. Okay, try again. All right. Let's not do that. So I think uh, I kind of like Beresford's plan of checking here, which he does. He, he blocks a lot of Vogelsang's hands that Vogelsang could call with if Beresford were to bet. And he blocks none of the draws. Yep. So I think checking is probably the right Except play. Except Jack-10, I guess. But okay. 
and Vogelsang is going to go for it. Should he? 520 into 675. He has 525, actually. Leaves himself 5K for some reason. So he's trying to basically get... Now he's trying to get Beresford to fold a queen or better when he does yeah, this, right? Yeah, a queen or an overpair. Because he feels like he's definitely folding out a and jack. Like, and get a he should ja- be folding like, out all jacks now. Right, right, yeah. Maybe a jack ho- held on, but like jack 10 is going to fold now. I mean, you have to assume that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the qu- king-queen basically is like the hand we have to be able, we have to, be able to get king-queen yeah. to fold. Otherwise, this is not worth doing, right? Right. So that's, what, that's the kind of hands he's targeting. King-queens and overpairs. One pair of hands. So all the one pair of hands. Maybe this isn't important if you're Christoph Vogel saying, but... For us, as an instructive thing, maybe we should ask, what is Vogelsang repping when he takes this line? Right. By this point, he's, for, for value, repping pretty strong stuff. Like, like what's the... Sets are better? Yeah. What sets does he have? Maybe he has nines. I mean, he had started the hand with 28 blinds. Sevens? Maybe he has sevens? He could have exactly sevens. Yeah. Um, yeah, sevens is at least believable. He could have, he could have king 10 and flop to straight king 10 suited. Yep. Um, and then flushes. And all the flushes, yeah. yeah. Which aren't that many, really. But there's a few, right? There's a few. I mean, he's probably got, what, seven, eight suited? Ace, ten of diamonds. Ace, ten of diamonds, yeah. Maybe. Nope, doesn't really have... Maybe he has a little bit of ace, king of diamonds, but very, 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 very little. Very little. Like he might have, like... Combo. Maybe he has, like, ace, eight of diamonds. I don't know if he's flatting with 28 blinds with ace, eight of diamonds. I don't believe it. He flatted two fours, though, and it's not that different. And you advocated flatting ace, jack off. I mean, ace, eight of diamonds plays almost a little bit better than ace, jack I off. I mean, I disagree. It's strong, easier right? to play. How about against early position raisers? It's gonna... easier to play. Well, but remember, we're only six-handed. When you're saying it, yeah. early position, it's it's super weird when you flop top pair with ace eight off. And ace, I'm just ace saying, jack off, it's not nearly as weird. When he flat, when he flats two fours, it doesn't yeah. make it impossible for him to flat ace eight. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, so he's got a decent amount of that. And then the bluffs are just the naked ace of diamonds is like the most obvious one, which yeah. he's not going to have a ton of. It's hard to come up with that many ace 10 off. Ace 10 off, which maybe he three bets. Maybe he has ace jack off with the ace of diamonds. And by the river, feels like it's like, not good enough. I'm afraid, like I'm beating a few of your things, but I'm losing to too much of it. And yeah. I'm going to get you to fold the queen in one pair now. Right. But if you add those two together, it's just six combos anyway. Yeah. And he's not going to do it. Sometimes he's just going to check back ace jack, right? I mean, yeah. maybe every time. But then on top of that, he's going to have some hands like he does, I guess. Like, you know, pocket pairs that have a diamond in them that he feels like are bluff candidates, which I don't know if we're going to conclude that as Beresford. And against Vogelsang, going back to real world, we're playing against GTO bot. We have to call with some things Mm. and we're unlikely to have played a flush this way the whole way. I guess maybe sometimes we could. But pretty unlikely. And top two is extremely underwrapped. It feels like it's a must call. It would be insane not to call top two. Yeah. Is what it feels like. Even though we're beating the same range that Ace Jack has been pretty much. Yep. Pretty much. Maybe we're ahead of a one or two things more. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he has Jack Nine suited once in a while and is just really trying to get extreme value out of yeah. Kings. But pretty much we're beating the same range. But it feels like, as you said, it's massively underrepped. It's too high in the distribution. We may play all our better hands better than this, like stronger than this anyway. It just feels like yeah, an, an easy call. Does he call quickly? No, it actually takes a while. Not, really? not like a long time, but he, he has a thought about okay. it. I mean, that's fair to have a thought. Which, which does mean, ch- I mean, the, the fact that he's taking takes some time does show that maybe Vogelsang's plan is reasonable. Maybe. You know, if he's taking a little time with top two here. Maybe he just takes a long time on the river, though. Like, there's some people who, even when they have a really big hand, like I told the story uh, in the last podcast of Wonka where he had the second nuts. Yeah, yeah. And so. the guy had jammed. 700 over Wonka's better 35, and Wonka thought about it in a spot where, like, the guy never has the nuts and does that pretty much. Pretty much. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, 
That was the end of Vogel saying basically at 5K left, and I imagine he didn't go too much further, right? No, I, he did not. Yeah. He did not. But Beresford also did not do extremely well. He finished 11th for like 50,000 pounds. Which is a bit under expectation after this pot. Yes. Having had over 50 bigs to start the hand. Yeah, yeah. Now he has 80 bigs pretty yeah. much. And, but, you know, shit goes down. In of course. Hand. Of course. All right. Well, that's how Christoph Vogel saying bluffed it all off in Monte Carlo. Yeah. Bye bye. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it.